This is the Nothing But Bucks podcast. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, indeed. Welcome in on the morning after an absolute demolition job of the Chicago Bears, 38-3, and should have been a lot worse, Bear fan, as the Bucks improved to 6-1 for the first time ever. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have two previous Super Bowl seasons and we're not 6-1 in either one of them. How about that? Great start to the year. Great start to the week as the Buccaneers roll again to another victory. Uh, and this one was sweet for a lot of different reasons. A lot of different uh, angles, subplots, record-breaking day for Tom Brady. Tremendous day for the defense. And we're going to talk all about it with highlights. Uh, interviews from our Hooters postgame show on Buccaneers Radio and much more. Up front, if you have just discovered this podcast, where have you been? We are here the day after Buccaneer games all throughout the season, all the way through the run, and hopefully it's going to be a long run into January and perhaps Super Bowl 56. But that's a distant hope right now, a ways away for right now. We're excited and thrilled to be talking all about uh, Buccaneer games after they happen. So however you found this podcast, whether it's through a social media link, through Buccaneers.com, through the Buccaneers mobile app, go find us wherever you get podcasts, on Apple, on Spotify, just search nothing but Bucks. It will be automatically there if you follow us through those podcasting services or if you're on the Buccaneers mobile app, you will see it appear. You'll get a notification, etc. Uh, if you're linked up to Nothing But Bucks, the podcast, and we're glad that you do so because I give you my insight from field level on Buccaneers Radio. Got some great takes and some great stories about this uh, coming up straight ahead here. You'll hear the highlights. You'll hear the post-game interviews. Everything from Buccaneers Radio here as part of Nothing But Bucks. So we're glad that you found us in this way, shape, or form. So let's begin with uh, two or three things. I said this on the radio uh, yesterday at halftime of the game. Having lived in this area now for 39 of the Buccaneers seasons, this is the 38th year my family and I have been in and around Tampa Bay, having come here as a little TJ in middle school, gone all the way through the high school years, the college years, and now working in the media and now working on the Buccaneer game broadcast on and off for the last 22 seasons. Uh, the Chicago Bears would roll in here in the 1980s with Walter Payton, Jim McMahon, Richard Dent, the Mike Ditka, Chicago Bears of the 80s, and they would destroy the orange-clad Bucko Bruce, John McKay, Lehman Bennett, Ray Perkins Buccaneers with impunity, would kill this team on a regular basis. Now, the interesting thing is in the 1985 season, the Super Bowl Shuffle Bears, the Bucks were actually competitive in both games. The bad Lehman Bennett 2-14 and 14 Buccaneers hung in with the Chicago Bears. I was at the game in the south end zone of the old stadium, Back in 1985, kids, I, I was a high school student in 1985, and I paid $9 to sit in the south end zone with about 35,000 people, maybe 40, and probably 25,000 of them were Bears fans because the Bucks were so bad. It had been so bad in 83 and 84 and were so bad that season. Nobody's going to the games. I vividly remember the Bucks hanging in uh, I, I do remember James Wilder played well. Uh, I remember the Buccaneers were having to go to backup quarterbacks because Richard Dent knocked one of them out of the game, knocked him unconscious with a concussion. But it was like a one-score game in the second half with the big, bad, unbeaten Bears. Remember, they were unbeaten all the way until December when the Dolphins finally beat them in that wild Monday night football game with Dan Marino down in Miami. 
So the Bucs hung in that year. But but for the most part, they would come in here and beat the Buccaneers' brains in and would be laughing and dancing on the sideline in the second half. I mean, they were really good, and the Bucs were really bad. That was the case on Sunday, October the 24th, 2021. The Buccaneers are really good, and the Bears are now really bad. And Matt Nagy, the coach, may or may not last the season, but he's toast. He's done. Uh, They were blown out. They have no answers with the rookie quarterback, Justin Fields. Their roster is not very good at skill position players. They had players on the COVID list like Robert Quinn and their right tackle and Jimmy Graham, the tight end. Didn't matter. Probably wouldn't have mattered, but it made it worse on the avalanche and the blowout. And and here's what I'm going to say on the podcast. So what? Buck fans enjoy it. Kick the Bears while they're down. They never cared or gave a crap about beating the Bucks twice a year in the old NFC Central and doing it by 30 or 40 points in the 80s or 90s. You now have the upper hand on the Chicago Bears. Have no sympathy for them. When Matt Nagy, in his rookie year as the coach, back in 2017, um, actually 2018, in a game in Chicago, put like one touchdown after another after another on the Bucks with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, Remember that first half at Soldier Field? They put like 35 points in the second quarter on the Buccaneers and Mike Smith's defense. And the and the Bears were laughing at the Buccaneers and the defense and the secondary on the field, in the game. So that's what made Sunday even more enjoyable because that could have been 52-3 to yesterday. That's how bad the Bears are. That's how high-powered the Buccaneer offense is. So kudos, bravo to Tom Brady and company. Great job uh, as he surpasses the the record. Uh, I don't know that this is going to get touched. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know who's going to get to 600 touchdowns. And by the way, Tom Brady's not slowing down anytime soon. Brett Favre's retired. Dan Marino's retired. Drew Brees is retired. Peyton Manning's retired. Tom Brady's going to put probably 20 more touchdowns or more up on the board the rest of this year. Maybe 25, 30 more touchdowns up on the board for the rest of this year. And get that to 625, 630, 635 touchdowns. And if he keeps playing game after game after game where nobody hits him and nobody sacks him, it, it is a, almost a foregone conclusion that we're going to see TB12 back in 2022 to play another season for the Bucks. And if that all, arm stays healthy, elbow, shoulder stays healthy, he's going to put 20, 30, 40 more touchdowns up on the It is very realistic that Tom Brady gets to 650 touchdowns before this is over with. And very, very interesting on the game balls uh, here and the fact that one of the game balls ended up in the stands in the first half of the north end zone. By the way, not far from where Thomas Reeves Sr., father of the podcast host, was sitting in section 147 when Mike Evans came over and handed his touchdown football uh, to the uh, Buccaneer fan whose name is Byron Kennedy. He's now become a famous fan because the Bucks came back and brokered a deal to trade off for the 600th football. Kudos to Byron Kennedy for giving that football back to Tom Brady. He's got a story to tell. Uh, and and what a what a day. What, what about the accolades as Brady just poured it on the Bears yesterday? So we've got so much to discuss with that, with what Tom did after the game with a fan that's had a young man that's had brain cancer that was down there in the front row of the stands as the game was ending yesterday. Uh, just uh, some meaningful personal moments for for Brady and for the Buck fans. So, so much to discuss on the latest win. The defense was outstanding. You're going to hear that in the highlights with Gene and Dave on Buccaneers Radio. Uh, what a performance. 
by this Tampa Bay Buccaneer team as they rocked and rolled to a 38-3 victory. And without further delay, let's get into the highlights from this one as the Buccaneers came in with a 5-1 record. The Bears came in limping, having been beaten up by the Green Bay Packers at home last week. Rookie quarterback with Justin Fields. Again, as I set the table on this podcast, have no sympathy for them. They had no sympathy for so long. Have no sympathy for them having guys on the COVID list or a rookie quarterback or whatever. Just beat their brains in and move on. And that's what the Buccaneers did early on. In fact, the defense was cranked up on the very first possession and almost got a takeaway. Fields awaits the snap in motion. A receiver from the left side, Darnell Moody. Dropping back to throw. Hey, is loose football. It's on the ground. Diving board. The Bears may have retained possession. Sack in the backfield and Fields is crushed. The most sacked quarterback of the league just felt the wrath. Welcome back, Antoine Winfield, as Gene called it there on Buccaneers Radio, off the concussion from the last two games that kept him out of the lineup. He got the sack fumble. They almost, almost fell on the ball. Instead, it's a punt for the Bears, and it would not take long for the Buccaneers to get into scoring range on the punt return by a rookie. And the snap a little high, but no problem for O'Donnell to punt the ball, and Jalen Darden runs to his right, makes the catch. Outside the numbers at the 30, cuts up field at the 35. He's to the 40-yard line, to the 45, to the 50. One guy to beat the picker, and he's knocked out of bounds at the 35-yard line. There's Jalen Darden. Welcome to the National Football League, son. Inactive four of our first six ball games, and by golly, an exciting punt return the longest of the season. Pat O'Donnell, the punter, knocked him out of bounds. Jalen Darden uh, rumbles on that punt return into Bears territory, setting up the offense. Uh, The rookie who has been inactive some, they've been waiting for the right opportunity to get him in there as an alternate receiver and as a returner. Darden made the most of it, and then the Bucs made the most of it a short time later. They were in the end zone right inside the five-yard line. From the two-yard line, first down and goal. And the ball off, and Leonard Fournette dives over right guard. Is he in? He is. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons. Let it get going. Not only playoff Lenny, not only Lombardi Lenny, not only Thursday night Lenny for Leonard Fournette against the Philadelphia Eagles back uh, 10 days ago, but how about opening touchdown Lenny as well? 7-0. And by the way, the Bucks would never look back after that moment, uh, scoring on the easy drive for the 7-0 lead. And then turn up the defensive pressure. One of the defensive backs that this team has had to go to because of the injuries to Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy Bunting and Richard Sherman now hurt. Let's show me some D. Delaney making a play on a Sunday afternoon against Chicago. Quick snap. Fields in the pocket. He is going to be he missed the tackle. Throws it upfield. It is intercepted. Delaney to the 40. Outside the numbers to the right to the 50. Delaney to the 45 to the 40. And he's out of bounds. Turnover number one. Buccaneers get the pick. And we're in bear territory. Delaney gets the takeaway. Uh, the first of numerous takeaways in the first half especially. And Uncle Mo on the side of the Buccaneers, marching right back down the field after the interception, going uh, 40 yards in six plays. It would cap right here with Tom Brady's first touchdown score of the day. Bernard in motion now shifts into the backfield. Brady surveys the defense. Godwin to the left. Here's the snap. Godwin pumping. Throw to the end zone. Caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Chris Godwin. Fire the cannons for Chris. 
Chris Godwin works so hard as Mean Gene has called it there, does all the dirty work over the middle with tough catches, with blocking what a player he is. A franchise tag for him this year, well-deserved for a bunch of money. 14-0, and you could just sense now with the crowd in the game, this this had the, ver- uh, the, the, uh, the makings and was on the verge of being a runaway, and that's exactly what would happen uh, as the Bucks turned up the defensive pressure on a beat-up Bears offensive line. Have no mercy, and Shaq Barrett did not. They need to reach the 45, just beyond the 45. Out of the shotgun, the snap. Fields has the ball stripped away. It's on the deck, diving for it. The Bucks may have come up with it. Tampa Bay Buccaneers force the turnover. It's a Buccaneer football. Shaq, Shaq fumble, Shaq Barrett. Yeah, the Bucks' top sack guy coming off the end. Helps knock the ball out of the way. Vita Veda fell on it. Vea comes up with the fumble recovery, and it's all Buccaneers. And then time for some history down around the goal line. Gio Bernard is the setback. Brady motion left to right. We move right to left. Here's Brady's pass. Caught ball. Touchdown, Mike Evans. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons. Where are you? The first of what would be a trio of touchdowns in the first half alone to Mike Evans, and that one history, as Tom Brady becomes the first quarterback ever, ever, ever in the NFL. The long list of NFL quarterbacks from, again, Breeze and Manning recently to Marino to Joe Montana. Heck, go back to guys like Johnny Unitas and Norm Van Brocklin throwing a bunch of touchdowns. Uh, man, uh, 600. And how many is he going to end up with, as I was saying earlier? And again, Mike Evans went and gave the ball to a fan in an Evans jersey on the front row. He didn't know that was the 600th ball. So they went and brokered a trade, then got it taken care of. And the fan, Byron Kennedy, is thrilled to give the ball back to Tom Brady. What a story. He's going to probably end up getting a signed jersey from Tom Brady. Got an alternate football from the game. You love that. Uh, Good on him that he would trade it and not hold it for ransom and hold it hostage. Great stuff as the Bucs led 21-0. And now it was just a matter of putting this game away. And the Buccaneer defense was just going to suffocate the Bears. Shotgun formation. Justin Fields takes the snap. Looks. Looks under. He loses the football again. It's scooped up by the Bucs. Tampa Bay. Barrett picks it up. It's loose. Picked up again by the Bucs. Tampa Bay, Devin White has the ball. It's at the 25-yard line. Fumble again. A sack fumble. And Devin White comes up with the ball. Kind of a wild play on this one as JPP got the sack. Uh, Shaq Barrett initially recovered. I thought Shaq was down when the ball came out again. Devin White, Johnny on the spot to just fall on it anyway. And uh, again, it's Buccaneer football no matter what, whether you called Barrett down or White with the recovery because he clearly recovered it the second time. JPP, though, playing on the bad shoulder, broken hand, playing with a club on his right hand. That's the right hand that's already injured anyway with a couple of missing fingers. Uh, He was fantastic. Again, what a gamer. He wants a ring that bad. And kudos uh, to the Buccaneer defense for yet another takeaway. Unfortunately, it was a missed field goal for Ryan Suckup at 21-0, something he rarely does. Gave the Bears some life. They drove down, made a couple of plays. They started putting Justin Fields under center, which was something different, switching it up, giving him more protection, trying to use uh, the, the, uh, the stretch play where they're running one direction and run the play action the other way with him on the bootleg. At least they varied it up. They ended up getting a field goal, so no shutout for the Bucs. But all that did was anger the Buccaneers. And all they did was come roaring back once again with uh, Tom Brady uh, going up top to Mike Evans on a long throw, and then you hurry up down on the line of scrimmage and get in the end zone right here again in the second quarter. 
Ready to go to work now from the two-yard line. First down goal. They defended a brisk pass to the far side. Caught ball. Touchdown, Mike Evans. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Back shoulder throw, and he caught it with a defender in his grill. Bucks lead 27-3. Out here, cannon fire. 28-3 on Brady's third touchdown pass of the first half. And there would be more uh, in this game and more in this first half. But that combo was clicking on Sunday as the Bucks broke it open at 28-3. You knew at this point there's not going to be a comeback on the Buccaneer defense uh, when the uh, the Bucks are rolling like this. So in any event, late in the first half, this is what you love, the killer instinct. Go right back after the Bears. And, and go get the ball again, and that's exactly what the Buccaneer defense did here. JPP showing up again. Crowd making a lot of noise. Fields can't hear the signal. He's got Herbert on his left hip. The snap, dropping to throw. Fields under pressure. He will be sacked. Short of the mark to make. Shy of the 50-yard line. Bucks get the stop defensively, and will take over at the Bear 48 with a minute 54 to go. That's a year and a half for Tom Brady. Another sack, it forces the, the Bears to give the ball up, and that leads to Tom Brady just lethal. I keep using that word. Who do you want to double cover? Because, uh, again, even playing without Rob Gronkowski, there were still moments where Cameron Braid or O.J. Howard are out there trying to make a play, or you got Evans, you've got Godwin, even Tyler Johnson, the rookie. Uh, no Antonio Brown. It doesn't matter. There's so many weapons and so much depth, and here is Brady getting the Bucks in the end zone. Hat trick time for Mike Evans. Third down and goal. The shotgun set. The look. Here's Brady looking. Throws the pass. Oh, Caught ball. Touchdown. Mike Evans has three today. What a catch by Evans. Fire the cannons. It's Mike Evans' day today. First time in Evans' career that he has had three touchdowns in a single half as he got him in the first half Sunday. 35-3. A whooping, and basically the game is done at that point. I talked to Bruce Arians at halftime about the defense turning it up, and, and he... And he said, look, we, we are uh, putting the pressure on Justin Fields. We're capitalizing with the scores, complimentary football. He knew there's a whole half to go, but basically the, the Bears uh, were not going to come back from, from a 32-point deficit in the second half with a rookie quarterback on the road against what is a good, if not really good, Buccaneer defense. That's exactly what would happen in half number two. Not much scoring in half number two, but some good Buccaneer play. And then a Buccaneer DB that has just come back onto the roster in the last two or three weeks, Pierre Desir, forced into duty. He shows up big with a takeaway. No man's land for a quarterback, a rookie quarterback to boot out of Ohio State. Kicks his leg, takes the snap, shoulder high, looks to his right, fires the ball to his right, and it is intercepted. It is picked off at the 36-yard line. Tampa Bay Buccaneers' fifth takeaway of the game. And that's Desir, I think. It is. Desir, Pierre Desir. 20, 29. Just came in. TJ reported. Next man up. D. Delaney sideline with an injury. Desir goes in. And the Bucs row the boat in the end zone to our right. First down, Bucks. Five takeaways on the day. Tremendous job by the Buccaneer defense. The first five takeaway games since the 2017 season and a game against the Miami Dolphins down in Miami. Great job by the Bucs uh, and the defense. And again, not much in the way of offensive highlights. Orion suck up field goal in the second half, ran the ball a bunch. Yes, the Bears got a goal line stop a couple of times on the Bucs. One of those, Ronald Jones couldn't get up and over on third and goal or on fourth and goal. Um, and then the second time on the fourth and goal, Rojo was trying to take off like from the four yard line, like he's Michael Jordan or like Superman with the cape. 
So the Bears continued to play hard on the goal line defense, but I mean, the game was basically decided. Uh, and, and the final again, 38-3, a blowout that could have been a lot worse uh, with the touchdowns there at the end. Could have very easily been 45-3, 49-3, something like that. Take the win, take the blowout win, take the 6-1 start. Uh, and after hearing so much a year ago about Khalil Mack and all the holding penalties and the sacks, we didn't call, we didn't call Khalil Mack's name all day on Buccaneers Radio. He did nothing. And believe me when I tell you, you're going to hear from Tristan Wirfs in a few moments on our postgame show. They had smiles on their faces on that offensive line in the second half as they were bludgeoning the Bears. Uh, and I know the Bears were undermanned, but so what? Khalil Mack did nothing in that game yesterday. And the Buck uh, offensive line was proud about that fact. So uh, when it was all over, let's hear first from the happy head coach and what he was happiest with and Tom Brady's big day and much more with Coach Bruce Arians. 38-3, a pretty complete victory here today over the Chicago Bears. Coach, how and why did you open this one up, especially in the first half? Yeah, I got to give a lot of credit to special teams. You know, Jalen Darden jumped out there and got a big – you know, we've got a three and out defensively, pops a big return. We knock it in right away. So it was a heck of a first quarter start defensively, getting five turnovers, obviously. Offense getting short short fields. I was a little disappointed in the second half, obviously. We should have put 20 more points up there. And uh, to be stopped inside the two uh, twice, I mean, yeah, that's, that's about the only negative I can say. But really, really good team win. We did ask you this at halftime. Let's repeat it for the postgame audience here. Tom Brady did not have a lot of yards in the first half, but he did have three touchdown passes, actually four touchdown passes, three of them to Mike Evans. Why was he so efficient, and why was Evans so successful specifically? Yeah, I mean, again, all those short fields, there weren't going to be a bunch of yards. Mike actually beat double coverage on all three of those touchdowns. And uh, Tom just trusted him enough and put some great balls on him uh, for those three touchdowns. Chris, excellent, another great throw. Guy played it pretty good, but when you have receivers that you can throw it in front of or behind, it's, it's tough to cover them. Say some more about Chris Godwin. You have talked about him before, a complete football player with everything you ask him to do, including going over the middle, blocking, et cetera. Yeah, he does everything for us. You know, he's a tremendous blocker, but uh, he's got great hands. And uh, the, the plays he makes for us in the middle of the field, um, not a lot of guys will do that. And, uh, and he's one of the best there is. I don't know in your long career if you've ever been through something like this in the NFL with a secondary, but you had to go to more reserve guys in D. Delaney, Pierre Desir. They both get interceptions in the game. You keep calling on guys, and they keep making plays. Yeah, and each, I got to give Todd a lot of credit, and Kevin Ross and Nick Rapone, our secondary coaches, putting those guys in position. But those guys are busting their tails. You know, John Spitek and the rest of the pro guys give us good players, and uh, our coaches do a good job of getting them ready to play. I know that Delaney left with an ankle injury and couldn't return, and I believe it was a shoulder for Jamel Dean. Do we have any updates on those guys after no, this game? No, well, we'll have to wait and see. You know, the, those ankle sprains have been rough on us right now, and uh, we'll see. But uh, I don't think Jamel's that serious. I was smiling. I don't know. You can smile now. Richard Sherman was Coach Sherman for part of this game today with the headset on, et cetera. How much did he impart and help out with the younger guys? Especially? Oh, he did a great job all week. Kevin Ross was out with COVID. So, uh, so Sherman has done a great job all week uh, with those guys. And finally here, again, you get a big win, and now you get ready to play a division rival on the road. What kind of momentum does this give you at 6-1? and one? Yeah, just another way to win. You know, we, we, we've found different ways to win each week. Uh, obviously, it's a lot easier with five turnovers and, uh, again, only giving up three points. But, uh, you know, the Saints in New Orleans, that's always a big one, and, uh, and we'll try to get ready for it. Coach, we look forward to that. Thank you. Congratulations. Appreciate it. 
Again, these conversations from our Hooters postgame show that you hear on 98 Rock, Buccaneers Radio, Buccaneers mobile app. After the games are over with, when you're driving home in the car or whatever the case is, flip on the app, flip on the radio, and hear us in the postgame. Shaq Barrett, part of that Buccaneer defense. Shaq made the promise, remember, that they were going to get two or more sacks in every game from here on out about four weeks ago. Uh, You saw it again yesterday with four more sacks, including him getting a sack fumble in this game. Here's the Bucs' outstanding pass rusher. Man, the defense from the jump was all over Justin Fields and the Bears. Describe what you guys were able to do in the first half as this game became a runaway. Oh, it felt good to be able to go out there and execute the game plan. Everybody was uh, making the plays when it came to them, and that's what uh, being a great defense uh, is. Like We had a lot of guys hurting down, but everybody stepped up and was ready to make the play. Four sacks, five takeaways. Could you sense as the first half uh, unfolded here, we have their number, we have them? Uh, I felt uh, that way, but it was a lot of games I felt that way where we was up and then team, we always let teams back in, so we had to worry about the finishing part of it because we've been in that position before. So uh, coach just came in, told us uh, it's pretty much up to us how the game going goes. So we came out second half, turned it up and tried to keep it turned up, and we was able to hold them to three points for the rest of the game, and it, it felt good. I know you guys wanted that shutout, but they got the one little field goal there in the second quarter. I was just saying to the coach, you've played now for a lot of years. Have you ever seen anything like a team having to go to sixth, seventh, maybe even eighth defensive back in the first mm-hmm. half of a season, and they're making plays because both Delaney and Desir came up with interceptions, Shaq, in this game? Yeah, I, uh, haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen it, especially this early in the year maybe later later down in the year but uh all them guys like they on the team for a reason i uh came out same draft class with pierre so i saw him from college on up and he's been a playmaker and uh d he's been doing the same thing so i'm glad they was able to get out there and uh prove to themselves and prove to the team and the fans that they can uh carry the load whenever their name's called upon this team has never been six and one by the way even in the super bowl years you're now six and one what's the confidence level of the defense and maybe even overall right now long way to go but how high is the confidence level with the way you guys are playing uh, it feels pretty good right now. I think it's like not too high. I wouldn't say it's really high at all because we know as a team what we can do and what we're capable of. And we was able to put that together for almost all four quarters tonight. So we was able to come out and pretty much have a dominating victory. But we know what we expect out of ourselves and what we can be. And we getting closer to it, but we still uh, get better. Pretty darn impressive today. Three tackles and a quarterback sack and a couple of other pressures for Shaq Barrett in this game. Thank you for stopping for us. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you, thank you. 38-3 blowout. The defense a big part of it, celebrating and enjoying themselves at the expense of the Chicago Bears, the old nemesis from the NFC Central. They offered very little with rookie quarterback Justin Fields as he was stuffed. Uh, and all those takeaways there yesterday as well with the sack fumbles and the interceptions. And we mentioned a little while ago that the offensive line with pride held back the Bears. Tristan Wirfs, the second-year player, the former first-round pick, he was maligned some for that game in Chicago a year ago where Khalil Mack was getting the sacks. He got a holding penalty, et cetera. Wirfs was happy to help shut down Mack. The line in general, Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, they did a fantastic job. The Bucks did whatever they wanted, basically, on offense. Here was Tristan Wirfs talking about it post game. 
38-3 is our final. Tristan Wirth stands here with us after an impressive win over the Bears. Same kind of question I've been asking previously to the coach and Shaq Barrett. How and why did this team break this game open in the first half the way that you did for a 35-3 lead at the half? Yeah, you know, I think we were able to establish our run game a little bit, and, you know, that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the passing game. You know, if we establish a run, you know, we'll be able to suck the linebackers down. Um, and get our passing game open. Um, so it was a little combination of everything, but uh, you know we came out, started fast. Defense started really fast. Um, but it was it was awesome. Uh, you mentioned the defense starting fast. How much did that empower the offense when they kept getting takeaway after takeaway yeah. to build on the lead? Well, they have like five, 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 yes, five turnovers. I mean, you love to see that as an offense. You know, just make you know giving us the ball, you know, putting the ball in our hands. Um, you know, to keep going out there and and putting things together. Um, so they're balling today. It was awesome. Season high in rushing yards. Tom Brady not sacked today. Was there some attitude, now it can be told after the game, of maybe you owe the Bears for what happened a year ago when they had some success in stopping the offense? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I, th I thought you could probably see it out on the field. It got a little chippy there a couple times. Um, you know, and that's part of the game. But, but I think, yeah, we wanted a little bit of, little bit of revenge from last year. You know, it's tough losing by one point. Um, but, you know, we went out there, and, and everybody did their jobs, executed well. Um, so I was really, really proud of everybody. It's, it's incredible. We could stand here for five minutes. Tom Brady's got 602 career touchdown passes. That's, that's the most ever. Uh, he had his 37th four-touchdown pass game. Mike Evans, a three-touchdown catch game in the first half. The pass offense obviously getting things done, especially uh, in, the, in the end zone. Yeah, that's all. That's all unreal. I mean, those two players are, are incredible. It's, it's, it's an honor to be teammates with them. You know how hard they work as well. Um, well, you know, congratulations to both of them. And like you said, the past game, it was, it was rolling today. And I think that, you know, goes hand in hand with our run game. We were, we were able to do some things there. Um, so it was a pretty good day. Finally, you will get ready to play the Saints, who play on Monday night in Seattle tomorrow night. And at 6-1, and one, same kind of question I've asked uh, the coach and, and Shaq Barrett. What is the confidence level? It's got to be a confident team right now. How confident of a team at 6-1? and one? You know, I think I think everyone's going to have have a little bit of confidence going into this game. Um, you know, what it, what it always comes down to is, is attitude and effort going into this game. Um, you know, we got to go there and execute. Um, so it's going to be you know having fans now. From what I've heard, it's going to be a tough environment. Um, so everyone's going to be ha everyone's going to have to be on top of their stuff. Um, but I know, I know everybody will be excited, and, and we're looking forward to it. Very true. Good point you make, because the two games in the Superdome last year basically didn't have anybody there. It will not be the case uh, this week for that matchup come Sunday. Congratulations. Great playing. Thank you for stopping for us, Thank Tristan. Thank you much. Blowout win, and that young man was smiling. He deserved to be smiling after this was done in our conversations. Let's also hear from Tom Brady. What a day. Again, another record-breaking day for him. A 600th touchdown pass. He talked about some of the special moments, including giving his hat at the end of the game to a Buccaneer fan, a little Buck fan that has had brain cancer that was holding up a sign saying, Tom Brady, help me beat brain cancer because he was so excited about wanting to see the Buccaneer season and uh, a year ago in the Super Bowl year. Uh, some things are bigger than football, and that was certainly bigger than football yesterday when Brady came over and handed that kid a, a hat off of his head and autographed it. Just neat stuff from the Bucs quarterback. Here he was Sunday night your career but what's it like to walk out there and see a young man holding a sign that says Tom Brady helped me beat brain cancer that was really sweet yeah obviously tough kid man and uh, puts a lot in perspective of what we're doing on the field um, in the end it doesn't mean much compared to what so many people go through so you know we all try to make a difference in different ways and I think so many guys commit time to their foundations and 
to doing good things for the world. And the NFL does a lot of great things. Um, so it was just nice to always think, you know, do the best you could do, you know, under, under any circumstance. So that was nice to see. On a less significant note, what do you say to the fan who gave you back your 600th ball? That was really cool. I got it in the bag over there. So Mike gave it away. He goes, man, I'm sorry, man. I get it. I said, sorry. I'm sure they'll figure out a way to get it back. But I don't keep too many. I don't actually keep too many things. So um, in that circumstance, I just yeah, I felt like that might be a good one to keep. The fan, said, the fan said when you asked for the football, he said he couldn't say no to Tom Brady. You got you to give respect to the That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. He's going to get something nice in return, so we'll get him a helmet or a couple jerseys or some other stuff. So it was really cool of him to do that. Tom, the defense kept giving you the ball back uh, today. What did that feel like to see them come out and take charge of that game? Defense was amazing. Uh, they played great, obviously played great. And, uh, you know, we got off to a fast start and then had a few goal line stands there that we just didn't quite get it in, which was kind of um, good to leave a little bitter taste in our mouth. So we left some meat on the bone and... You know, we'll get back out there this week and try to get better and improve. And obviously, we have a huge division game against the Saints in the Dome on Halloween night, which uh, which would be a great environment for football. So take the time to, um, you know, see what we can learn from this game and try to be better. Admittedly, you're not a scrambler, but you extend plays by just stepping up, back, right, or left. Yeah. A perfect example was tonight. You took the two steps forward, bang, yeah. extended the play. Yeah. Do you just have a feel for that? Yeah, I try, you know, I try to do it. I, a few others, you know, that probably weren't as great that I wish, you know, I probably could have done that a few other times on. So I'm going to keep working at it. You know, it's something me and the quarterbacks are doing after practice on Wednesdays and Thursdays and trying to continue to work on our agility and agility movements and stuff like that. So um, if we can extend a couple plays here and there and make a couple touchdowns, I think it's great for our team. But um, so many guys played great tonight. The running backs played great. The line played phenomenal. Anytime you almost have 200 yards rushing, defense was incredible. Receivers did a good job. Um, so, you know, just wish I had a couple better throws. But other than that, you know, it was a great win. Tom, how was Mike available so much? Because I know he beat some double coverage too. He got a lot. He got a lot of double coverage. He got open on the deep route, which was great. Um, caught the ball on the fade. Um, he just does a great job. I mean, he's an incredible receiver. I mean, he's so gifted in every way. He's quick. He's tough. He's strong. He's physical. Um, just does an incredible job for us. I, out there every day at practice, doing everything, everything he can to help the team win. Chris does an amazing job. So um, obviously they're, you know, an incredible group of receivers that we got. And a uh, great group of tight ends, great group of backs. The line's playing great. Um, defense is playing great. So it's all, um, you know, put ourselves in a decent position. But we've got to keep going. Obviously it's just the middle of the race right now. So uh, got a lot more football ahead of us. I'm telling you folks here on Nothing But Bucks, TB12 can play another season and maybe more, especially if you keep giving him protection. As long as the arm, the elbow, the shoulder holds up, he didn't get touched basically yesterday. And if that continues, it's not unlike what Troy Aikman was saying during the Fox broadcast of the Eagles game where the Buccaneers are just marching up and down the field. He said, if you give him time, this is like seven-on-seven practice here. If you're giving him time and with all the Bucks' weapons, as we keep saying, Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown went healthy, Gronk went healthy, O.J. Howard, Tyler Johnson, Scotty Miller went back healthy, Cameron Braid, who am I leaving out? The backs out of the backfield, Fournette, Jones, Bernard, even Keyshawn Vaughn got in the act late in the game running the ball while the Bucks were running the clock in the fourth quarter. So many weapons. If you give him time, he's going to play another season. He's going to play another couple of seasons as long as the arm holds up. They're not hitting him. It's tremendous. 
So again, uh, full credit to the Buccaneers for the win. First time ever at 6-1. and one. As now we get ready for the New Orleans Saints. And again, at the time that I'm releasing the podcast on Monday morning after the game here and recording it and getting it out, the Saints are playing Monday night football in Seattle. You talk about a short week and a hostile environment for them. Depending on when you're hearing the podcast, if you're hearing us obviously on Tuesday or a day later, Tuesday or Wednesday, you know that result of what the Saints did or did not do with Jameis Winston in one of the loudest environments of the NFL. Now the Bucs will go play in the Saints' loud environment Next Sunday, the Saints on a short week will host the Buccaneers the first of two meetings. Jameis against his old team, all things being equal. As long as Jameis is healthy, I don't know that. I'm not wishing injury on him, but I don't know what happens in the Seahawks game or not. Uh, and now he is slated to play against his old team, the Bucs, against Brady and the Bucs in the Superdome. That one coming at 425 on Sunday afternoon, 325 Central Time. As we get ready for the matchup, the first of two with the Saints, as the Buccaneers remain in first place no matter what in the Central with only one, or in the South, the NFC South, with only one loss uh, heading into this game. Uh, anxious to see the first of those two matchups coming this week. So there'll be a lot of talk about the Buck defense going against Jameis Winston. They've never been able to hit him, never been able to intercept him. Let's see what happens. Are the Saints rattled? Did Jameis play well? Did he throw interceptions or play poorly in Seattle? Uh, let's see what that narrative is coming into the week. It's the first of two meetings coming up. We're anxious to be with you from the Big Easy, from the Superdome, as that one is coming Sunday. We'll be on the air on Buccaneers Radio at 3 Eastern Time. Kickoff at 425 Eastern Time for the Buccaneers and the Saints, and we will come back on the day after with another episode of Nothing But Bucks. My thanks to Jason Berenger helping me with highlights and interviews. Jeff Ryan's our director of broadcasting. Again, find this podcast through the Buccaneers mobile app on the day after games. Subscribe to it. Follow it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. It comes automatically to you. I love recapping the games. Rejoice, Buccaneer fans. A beatdown of the Bears on Sunday, 38-3. Put your Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 6-1. The Saints in New Orleans for the first of two Sunday. Again, we're on the air at 3 on Buccaneers Radio. We're back Monday with a recap. Hopefully a happy recap talking about being 7-1 through eight games. Uh, here on the Nothing But Bucks podcast. That is coming after the matchup with the Saints. For now, we are done. I am merely TJ Reeves. Thank you for being with me. As always, go Bucks. A big win over the Bears, and you've been listening to Nothing But Bucks.